Hey, buddy. How you been? Oh, Morgan. Morgan, my, f my friend of friends, they've... I can't tell you how life's been here. I... Yeah, right off the bat calling me your friend. They, I don't know what they've done to you, but it's... Uh, you don't seem much like yourself. It's... Uh, but... It's hell. But, uh, I tell you what. Uh, I, would do, well, I would do anything to get out of here. Well, that's actually great, because um, they are asking you to do... Uh, oh, just... Like, just under anything to... To get out of here, um, I, I, I've, I've, I've got a deal. Um, I got you a good lawyer. Um, Steve, our editor, monkey, is also a perfect oh, lawyer. Steve. Um, oh, my monkey of monkeys, Steve. Oh, how much? He, uh, how, how, how much was bail? Uh, well, uh, it wasn't technically bail per se. Um, but the, we do have a trade going on that, um, for some reason, this, uh, asylum, uh, this corporation, um, is partnered with uh, Nickelodeon. Is, uh, has some oh. stock involved in it, so they want uh, our help to uh, boost uh, some sales for, and you know, a Christmas special is always is always uh, very fruitful. That's why the stray jackets are all orange. So what, yeah. what, what Christmas are we talking here? Uh, but, you know, it's, you, you know, you, you know, it's fairly odd parents, you know, nothing too huh. bad. That's not that bad. Uh, most of those are pretty good. There's like, uh, there's two of them. Which one are we doing? Are we doing Christmas every day or Merry Wishmas? Um, so neither, actually. Uh, we are doing, do you remember, uh, <clears throat> do you remember when there were, uh, those live action Fairly Odd Parents with Drake Bell and the, <laughs> the one did so well and it was so oh, good God. and popular that they that they had a se Christmas sequel. Um, so they were, we're the, they were doing that one, the, the Fairly Odd Christmas it's called. What? No. No, 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 uh-uh. Uh -uh. Jesse, no. come on, Jesse, come Mar on. No, it's, Marty, it's all you have to do Marty, and then you're out of this back. asylum. Yeah, the, the, uh, Jesse, it's the only thing you have to do. Come on, uh -uh. it's just this one thing, and then you're done. You can reintegrate into society. I, no, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. God, no, absolutely. Take me back. Put the put the mask back on. Take me back. Wheel me back in. I don't care. Nope, not doing it. You, you'd rather you'd really rather live Clockwork Orange than watch the Fairly Odd Parents live action. Yeah, like, yes, I, I really would. And I don't Come think on. there's anything you could do to, to you know, get to, to stop me. Come or on. To get me to do How it, I guess. How bad could it possibly be? <sighs> and it's and it doesn't really matter. We've already made the deal. We're leaving. Wait, what? No! Hey kids, it's time for the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast! Good morning, boys and girls. And welcome to episode 61 of the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, how are you doing today? Oh, 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 Merry Podcast Miss, um... <laughs> I'm jolly is what I am right now. I'm having a great time and we're all doing great because we legally have to be. Yeah, we makes one of us, I guess. Oh, shit. We do have to leave. I'm also jolly and glad we're talking about the Fairly Odd Parents live action movie of Fairly Odd Christmas. So, That's uh, right, Jesse. Okay. Uh, and a fairly odd Christmas, you may know as the live action fairly odd parents Christmas special. The the the, of course you've seen it. You've seen it every Christmas since it came out because it's a family favorite. <sighs> Luckily, I just know this off the top of my head. But the first live action fairly odd parents movie premiered in 2011 to success because it got two sequels. Wait, two sequels? One in 2014, titled A Fairly Odd Summer, and the one we'll be discussing today, A Fairly Odd Christmas, which was released in 2012. So that means we got a, the, the expanded universe, they're going to hit every season, so we need A Fairly Odd Spring and A Fairly Odd Fall. 
I guess. If anyone ever asks you why the world didn't end in 2012, point to this movie and tell them it clearly did, and all of us who are still here are subjected to live in the same timeline as this movie's existence. So, one popular fact about this movie is that it stars Drake Bell. Yes, uh, Drake Bell, uh, as you certainly know best from his breakout role as young Eriquus from Kane March 3. Or as the 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 mob boss from uh, the Amanda show, uh, the Amanda show. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. What uh, was that for? For being an idiot. That's a, or, that's a good or totally bit. Kyle. That's a good bit. You know, audience, you might be thinking, hey, they've said live action a whole lot. And live action isn't animation. And this is a cartoon podcast. These hosts are trying to hoodwink me. And well. Patience, dear viewer, well, patience. Technically, yeah. while, while Drake Bell reprises his role as... as uh, Ten-year-old Timmy Turner. Yeah, live-action Timmy Turner. Uh, photorealistic Timmy, Tur- <laughs> Tur- Timmy Turner. Uh, the, the, there's no possible... They couldn't find actors talented enough to play the, the, the fairies, so they're just CG. And they're two inches tall for some reason. Yes, and if we look through uh, duh SMCP rules, we can clearly see that this movie falls... <laughs> SMCP rules. We can clearly see this movie falls under the Roger Rabbit contingency, and f- since the fairies are animated, this is therefore, at least in part, an animated film, and as such qualifies for this here podcast that we're doing right now. Mm. Um, All right. To talk a little St- bit about... Uh- I'm not going to talk like a lot about what the Fairly Odd Parents is as a show because it's literally the second most popular Nickelodeon show of all time. That yeah. said, I learned some interesting things about the show that I didn't on my little Wikipedia dive. Uh, what did you learn? I know a lot of people Would fell off at some them. point. Like I know once Poof, uh, the Cosmo Wanda's baby appeared, a lot of people were just done with the show. But uh, that was in season six of ten. This show got ten seasons. Feels like it'd be more that than means- that. Wait, is it still going? I think it's still going. It's yeah. actually not. It actually did end in, I think, 2017. Because, oh, um, like, one more season and it would have, like, broken. I think it, it would have broke, like, Adventure Time. Probably. Which is especially yeah, weird because Fairly Odd Parents went on way longer than Adventure Time. Yeah. But in one of the subsequent four seasons after Poof, they got a magic dog named Sparky who then disappeared. I didn't know that. It disappeared Wait. after one season without anyone ever mentioning it ever again because everyone hated Wait, it. Wait, really? He's just not there anymore? Yeah, no, he's they gone. Didn't, they didn't go around back and magic put him down? Off, off screen, I assume, but it's never mentioned again. Wow. There's no rep- well, It might as well not have happened. It's like non-canon. But one thing that did happen is that they just had, they're like, you know what this show needs is some female representation. Yeah. So they brought in like a girl to share his fairies, right? Yep. Chloe, the the uh, deuteragonist. The what? Deuteragonist. It's the second protagonist. Oh, okay. Because Timmy doesn't go either. He's just sharing his fairies now with this girl, Chloe. But why does that happen? uh, Because the in-universe explanation is that there's a fairy shortage. So there's more kids going through shit than there are fairies, which which uh, it's pre- sounds weird. pretty real. But yeah, I look outside my window and I'm just like, no, you, that's fair. That's fair political commentary. You got you got me there, Butch Hartman. You yeah. Got me. What actually? Butch Hartman. He he knows the dark days are coming. Yeah. Well, one thing that really got me is that in the tenth and final season, the animation style changed to I kid you not, flash animation. <laughs> In what? The, in the year of our Lord, 2017, for the second biggest Nick show ever, they didn't give the money to do better than fucking Flash animation. It looks horrible. It's a different age, Butch Hartman. You gotta uh, keep up, man. Oh, so Could you imagine, like, like, who's the... Like, Butch Hartman has had a roller coaster of a career, right? Because it's just like... He just said that uh, was on the rise. He's got like a fucking Wolf of Wall Street style fucking <laughs> crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. The big ups and big downs. Yeah, man. Like, holy shit. He's doing uh, he's doing coke off of the uh, off of the same table as like Tom Kenny and fucking <laughs> and uh, man, it's just it's it's like and he's just he's just the star. And then he gets into like 
And then he realizes that he's like he's got no time left on and his and the Faustian bargain is about to be paid. So he turns to evangelism. Next thing uh, you know, he's trying to, to sell his, his kids' choice awards. <laughs> just to make rent. Oh my god, it's really good. Little does he know that kids' choice awards are virtually worthless. Because <laughs> kids don't know anything. Because kids are worthless. As are their opinions are. on things. Oh, man. And that's why they made the show not about kid Timmy, but 23-year-old Timmy. Yeah, I know you were thinking, hey, why is Timmy Turner, age 10, being played by an actor who is, by my estimation, not 10? Some actors are <laughs> going to be cast young. But no offense to Mr. Bell, I don't think he's it. I don't know if he can play 10. So he doesn't. He plays 23. Yeah. Um, and so what, what you get, the vibe you get from these movies is that the 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 idea was to cast Drake right off the bat. Like they're like, well, we want to do a Drake movie. Uh-huh. It might not have even been a fairly odd parents movie at first. It was just we got this guy, we got him signed to something. Yeah, it's like we haven't talked to him in a while. What's he doing? Uh, and then and then they write the movie that is just fairly odd parents, but him as a twenty three year old. And I I honestly don't. I wouldn't have asked for it, and I don't know anybody who wanted Cause, uh, yeah, cause, I'm not sure if anyone does. Well, the thing is, is like I think the concept works if you're aiming it towards people who grew up watching it, right? And yeah. then it's just like, oh, now he's got to deal with all these adult problems. Like, it's played as a rom-com because he falls in love with Tootie, who's hot now. Uh, played um, by Daniela Monet, who you know, from, may know from Victorious. Yeah, Morgan's favorite Nickelodeon show. Yes, because of Jade and uh, Ariana Grande before Oriana. she was cool. Yeah, oh, wow. Morgan, your hipster glasses are fogging up right now. Uh, that's only because I'm so hot and sweaty thinking about Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. <laughs> God uh, bless Dan Schneider. Anyways. <laughs> Transitioning from that uh, thought. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so like, that, that makes sense, like, okay, adult Timmy, now he's got rom-com, now it's a rom-com, he's, like, he's, he can't be a kid anymore, but that makes sense if you're pitching it to, like, t- teens or adults, I feel like. Yeah, like, if you're gonna that. put it on, like, Nick at Night? Yeah, or something. You do that, I, I that mean, makes sense. I don't know if it'd be a good show that way, but no. you really have to, but, it, it wouldn't, let's not lie to ourselves, it wouldn't, no. but it but, makes but more I sense. Don't, I don't picture myself being a kid and finding interest in this, right? Because yeah, it's it's yeah. got the it's one. It's even more. Ch- it's like played for even younger ch- kids than like the original. Fairly odd. Parents. The the humor is it's very young skewing. It's it's, it's a live TV action Christmas movie. It's what you think. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the first movie is the same way. Yeah. Although it might not be for the Christmas, the now or Christmas special, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so that's the, the vibe I get. It's, it's you know, whatever. You know, bad. The, the word yeah, bad not good. is where it is really it's where this not a is good, supposed it's to It's not end. a good film. I haven't seen the first one, which so not? I'm at a total loss for the plot. Oh, so you, you don't know, understand who, the callbacks. No, and I the don't get any of them. that they what keep the f- that they keep forth. Oh my god, it's it's ridiculous. Who you who's fool. why does he wear a pink hat? He's a boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, they play around with that joke a couple times and it's great. I don't not that specifically, What's also but weird like, is that sorry, go on. Yeah, not <laughs> like the pink hat thing specifically, but they mention how he asked for a girl's doll when he was younger, and that's a funny joke they do like three different times. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Butch Hartman. So, what else? Was there anything interesting you wanted to get off your chest before we started getting into the the movie? Uh, you know, last time I started getting things off my chest, it ended badly for me. So, I think I'm done where I am. Uh, I didn't dive right. too deep this time. So, I think we're actually ready for the movie. The only fact left to be said about the movie is that the only place we could find it was on YouTube <laughs> at 240p. Uh, and we have to watch and to get through this goddamn fucking film we had to watch it at 1.5 speed and the audio desyncs halfway through <laughs> so really yeah. i think we watched it the way god intended yeah no it might that might be how they aired it on tv <laughs> <laughs> who, 
who would, uh, who would there's, it's not like there would be oversight about this who would question it who would have no fucking exec was watching the movie being like hey wait a minute something's wrong here fix it no they're all too busy fucking going into their those money showers that you see on ellen or whatever where's nickelodeon plus there's so much to cash in on <laughs> please n- don't give the idea for the love of god I'm subscribed um, to too much already. Well, the only thing that beyond there is like is like SpongeBob and then Loud House. <laughs> and nothing else. Those are else. the only cartoons that do well on Nickelodeon anymore. <laughs> you know the Loud House has a spin-off? The Owl House is not a Loud House spin-off. Shut up. It's that's not what it is. <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. They have an actual spin-off called the Casa Grandes or whatever. Wait, really? Casa Grandes. Wait, I thought yeah, that was leading into a dumb joke. Is that real? No, no, no. They, they, there's this, like, one, like, from what I've seen in the commercials, I, I think, um, is, like, they they, they, they they had the Spanish friend character, and then they just went into their whole family, and now it's just the same show, but they're Spanish. Is that show old enough to get a spin-off like that? Exactly! That's what I'm saying! That's how fucking popular that show is. Like, what's the last cartoon you remember getting a whole fucking spin-off? Ugh. God. Does Steven Universe feature count? <laughs> no! Because oh. it's the main characters. Shit. But, like, Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy fucking tried. <laughs> that one also popped into my head because I hated Underfist a lot. Oh, man. That was a weird fucking... That was a weird time. It was. It's, it's cartoons don't That's, generally get. I would love. I don't know if I would. I would like to try. Like, there's a bunch of shows that could, including Steven Universe. Um, I would love a spinoff about S- Space Lars. Um, no, no thanks. Yeah, but give me a spinoff time of, could. of Steven's uncle <laughs> flying planes <laughs> and, and like just him being racist in the '90s. Yeah, it's great. I'd watch it. Eric Cartoon Network, you uh, cowards. <laughs> Let's. What's his name? Ralph? Ralph DeMeo? Yes. It's not a very marketable Mama name DeMeo. for a show. Steven Universe isn't a real name. <laughs> Danny Phantom uh, is Danny Phantom. <laughs> All right. No, he says Danny Fanturn is Danny Fanturn. <laughs> it's, okay. Let's so the movie button. starts. We begin With, our humble uh, little film. <laughs> it's Santa's workshop. Uh, yeah, the elves are all cheery. They're singing, and it's and it's a whole there's, jolly old time. There's one elf boy gonna, hyping gonna, Santa gonna, up gonna, like he's about to really rap gonna, battle some goober on Nick Cannon's Wild Out. We're really just going to try and hit the clip notes, because this is an hour film. This and, is an and, hour. It's not even, it doesn't even have the decency to be an hour. It's an hour and six minutes. <laughs> It doesn't have the uh, without, fucking decency to be a regularly length movie or TV special oh, or whatever. I think this is a straight DVD, if we're being honest. Whatever. Who cares? It, I, I don't know. Santa, so there's, he, there's, we're starting a, a big a ceremony. Santa's ceremony to review the nice and naughty list. Uh, the the yeah. nice list being brought in by a plucky little elf who looks t- just tiring to be around. And the naughty list is brought in by Tony Cox in what isn't his first role as a shitty elf in a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's for those of you who don't know him by name. He's the elf in Bad Santa, which you might know if you watched Comedy Central at any point in the last twenty years. I haven't. Good. There's also probably some bad connotations that we can draw from the only black elf we see being the keeper of the naughty list. But the movie sees my yeah. criticism instantly and cuts to a different black kid elf to see, say how he, uh, Elmer the Elder Elf, is the keeper of the naughty list. So You know what I realized halfway movie. through this? this? This is the second... There's already an Elmer character in the Fairly Odd Parents universe. Is there? Yeah, Elmer's the kid with the boil. Oh, you're Remember right. the kid with the boil? You're right. With the sentient, uh, world-dominating, domina- obsessed uh, boil? I do remember that. <laughs> that was a good bit. <laughs> Which I'm now that piecing was, together I, is also a bit in Invader Zim. Yeah. Except it was hypnosis. Why does... Why is... Is a is having a boil a magical trait in cartoons? I don't know. Nickelodeon just had that gross out thing for a really long time. <laughs> you would, might say for too long. Yeah. So San is looking upon the nice list, but he's seeing a bunch of names being Thanos snapped away, vanishing one after the other... 
because someone's giving these kids their toys before Santa gets a chance. That's that was what was weird to me, because when I saw this list, I assumed they were becoming naughty and getting put on the naughty list. I hope so, too. I really wanted that to be where this movie was going. That's what I was thought was happening. But Santa knows that the the only reason these people will be taken off the nice list is because their wishes are already being granted. Yeah. So Santa's becoming redundant. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, kind of selfish, really, when you think about it. He's Santa. like, my 401k! And <laughs> no, then he... <laughs> I have a lot of notes about that later on, too. <laughs> Santa's okay. kind of just a dick in this movie. Yeah. Um, so so we cut to um, uh, Timmy and the Fairly Odd Gang. In uh, <laughs> the mystery machine. <laughs> yeah. They're they're flying in a, in a van around the world, granting people's wishes, which is how the first movie ended, apparently. Uh, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> this so, is actually so, picks up right from there. I told you. So more. why does so? Uh, he's twenty three and he still has his fairies, but also now he has a girlfriend. Um, but so I don't know okay. why. I don't know why he still gets his fairies. Hey, okay. So this movie takes every opportunity it can to just stomp out the rules set forth in the animated series. You know, it, for, for a show that p- pivotal plot point in almost 90% of its episodes is the rules, they throw them to the... They just forget about it in the in the movie. Except for the part where they bring them back explicitly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. I know there's a lot of... So whenever something's adapted, right, be it comics or books or, or cartoon into a movie, there's always the people who are like, mm, actually, that wouldn't work because that goes against this thing they said. And those people are fucking nerds, right? We can agree on that. But yeah. in this movie, it is everywhere. It's insane. Like, the core... The- one of the core problems that was Timmy faced... In the series was, oh, no, Crocker might find out about my fairies. And if he does, they'll be taken away. But there are scenes in this movie where Crocker's literally just hanging out with Timmy and his fairies. Well, I think in the first movie, they he found them out. They're like, that was the whole plot of the first one. Yeah. And then just, everyone stops caring. Also, weirdly, Crocker, kind of a good character in this. He's like the best part of this movie. You know why? I have a reason why. Because he's acted why? by his, his uh, uh, initial voice actor. Wait, is he? I looked it up. I don't think... I thought he wasn't. He sounds awfully close. Unless it's a dub. I, I looked it up and it... it, it, it it's, it's, I think it's a different actor. It has to be his voice dubbed but over Timmy, it, though, Timmy's voice. dad. Timmy's dad is his voice actor. Yeah. Oh god, it might be dubbed. That's... No, I think he might be dubbed, which is weird. That's but I, I insane levels of effort, <laughs> which uh, does not matter. Why wasn't Vicky dubbed? Vicky appears. Why in wasn't this. Timmy dubbed? Why? Uh, Wouldn't that be so weird if Timmy was dubbed by fucking Drake was it Bell? Tara Strong? <laughs> Drake Bell with Tara Strong's voice coming out. That would have been awful. Also. Oh. The voices in this show, they did, like, right off the top, Cosmo says, like, uh, people think my voice is annoying, and I I gotta <laughs> say, looking back on the show, their voices are really annoying. They're just a lot really high-pitched. Yeah, I I, th- I, th- I attribute that to kids not knowing it, because kids don't know what annoying is, because they're kids and they are annoying, inherently. Yeah. You know, you can't, one cannot know one's true self, so they don't see that. And this is something, a problem with the show, as the show goes on, Cosmo gets progressively more and more annoying. It's it's the flannerization thing, right? You know, you know, you, you know remember when you're playing Ocarina of Time and Navi <laughs> just keeps popping up with useless shit? Yeah. That's kind of what Cosmo does, where he just says a joke, but it's not useful, it doesn't make it, it's, it's bad, and it's just random. This movie, it's actually, yeah. it is actually infuriating how often this movie will just... Have a scene. Cut to Cosmo. Make funny line. Do it. Do it. Okay. Cut back to the scene. It's it, it's constant. It is endless. You know when you're listening to this podcast and sometimes <laughs> I'll just say a thing and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even register as a joke. That's what Cosmo does. Fuck him. Finally, a point we can agree on. Uh, yeah. So so t- so this is what Timmy's been doing all these uh, weeks. I don't know when how old he was at the beginning of the, at the end of the last movie. And in he, case he, the movie may have heard me try and call it out for being racist earlier, and it it it, it showed me we're not racist because we did this. And I was like, ah, oh, you win this, you win this round movie. But then 
about 45 seconds later, there's a, a short montage of, of Timmy uh, granting wishes across the world, one of which is a Japanese kid in Japan wishing for Godzilla. I'm not making that one up. So it kind of pulled the rug out from under me like two minutes later. What? I'm upset. That kid clearly didn't watch Godzilla because if he watched Godzilla, he wouldn't want Godzilla to be real. He did, clearly did not get the the environmental undertones of the film. Uh-huh. Also, these it's, kids are all selfish a- and they ain't wishing for nothing like useful. They're just wishing, I wish I had a unicorn. I wish I had a monster truck, which that one, she won out. Uh, Timmy, uh, Timmy also on a wish, on a granting, wish granting high, I guess that's what I would call it, uh-huh. uh, uh, gives wishes to fucking everybody, including robbers who are just wishing that they rob stuff. Yeah, literally flying around the world. Anyone who he picks up on his ear, don't know how he hears it. Don't worry about it. Anyone who he hears say something along the lines of, I wish X, he goes, X, go. <laughs> And then, and then he, and so then, in the this single morning, he wishes five hundred thousand wishes to be true. Uh, so clearly, there's no problem with that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with people being able to will whatever they want into existence. Yeah, Tootie kind of mentioned she's like, "Hey, we're like way over quota," which they have a quota, so I'm, we're yeah. gonna brush past that. We're way over quota. I think we should chill. And then Timmy's like, "Nope, no time. There's no time. I love, love, love granting wishes. We can hit another five hundred thousand after lunch." He's way too into. He's it. like, "Shut up, you bitch! I need my fix." Yeah, it's basically like it kind of makes sense too, right? If you're a kid who can wish for anything for the for your entire life, that gets boring. So you have to yeah. find a new high. Nah. Which in this case so, is granting wishes of others. Uh, so then uh, they decide to take a break and they go back to Dimsdale, um, right next to the Dimsdale Dimmodome. Uh, and they, uh, what did they do? They're, so they go to the Christmas village and they happen. run into, they run into like, they just introduced the other uh, side characters, uh, including uh, Timmy's dad and Timmy's mom, which are their names. Uh-huh. Uh, which is great. That's always been a funny bit that I really love. <laughs> yeah, Tootie says, oh, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Turner. And Timmy's dad, like, stares her coldly in her eyes, goes, oh, call us Timmy's mom and dad. <laughs> it's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. And, uh, and, they, and they express their wish of not wanting Timmy to ever move back in with them, which oh, is, you know, beg. legit. They beg Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Crocker gets chastised by children at some point. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, the, so he does the fairy godparents thing, which yeah. if you remember from the show is uh, where he has like a uh, seizure episode and <sighs> just kind of jumps all over the place and does. But what they do in the live action, which I guess works, is they kind of do those '60s Batman pow bam impact shots. I, I, that's and just, just smash cut them all together. It so it's true to the source material. I'll like, give I don't it know that. how you would do that besides but, making an actor like break, uh, break his spine and then CG <laughs> his eyes popping out of his skull. Listen, they did the best you can in live action. Um, yeah. You could watch the scene. And listen, listen, I watched the scene. I paused the movie. I held my head in my hands for a bit. Uh, so like, I started watching it before Morgan and then I finished after Morgan for because reasons like this. Yeah. And you can watch a scene and a thought that might pop in your head is, I don't know, something like, hey, maybe this is why you don't turn animation to live action. And uh, uh, shut up. There's too much money. Um, Clearly Nickelodeon wanna... made money hand over fist with these movies. So, And I, do, and I don't want to shit on everyone involved, right? Because like it's not their fault and everybody's doing fine. They Whatever. tried. I like... There was effort. Yeah. You can see effort in this movie. Yeah. Drake Bell, he almost he kind of seems like he might be having fun with it. Um, yeah. Dra- time. Uh, the voice actors you know, are doing good. Yeah, uh, Timmy's dad is played by Timmy's dad, which yeah. is rad. Uh, jo- Jorgen von Strangle and Crocker are apparently dubbed, and their dubs yeah. are good. Uh, Timmy's dad is also like I would say Timmy's dad and Crocker are like the best characters in this movie. Um, Timmy's dad's yeah. not even around for like most of it, but he's just kind of fun because. Like this now. Now I can picture whenever Timmy's dad does a line in in the show, I can just imagine him like just full body acting it in the booth. Uh-huh. That is one thing. Just that, kind like when I say people tried, some people tried too much because there is an awful lot of overacting in this. 
like like but, a, but it kind of like Jr. mirrors the actual cartoon right because yeah that dramatic posing they do in the cartoons doesn't work in live action but it's like fun to watch a character like timmy's dad do it because he's supposed to be like crazy <laughs> to begin with i guess it's I just like know. i i just there, there were yeah. just so many scenes where i'm just like chill chill stop moving so much relax no every everyone else it's pretty cringe it's apparent it's, cr- it's, it's, it's totally kind of cringe, the only bro. way you can put that's that's kind of the only way you can describe it's these going films into my cringe, cringe compilation dude epic uh <laughs> So Crocker hates Christmas, um, but surprise, uh, and he he claims that he doesn't believe in polar bears. Or the, uh, the man who spent his entire life uh, dedicated to researching fairies uh, doesn't believe in polar bears. This dude's this dude is just another wild wing. <laughs> oh God, he is! I didn't make that connection. I'm not allowed to make that connection anymore. Yeah. Uh, so so they so the elves come to Dimsdale to tell uh Timmy that he's ruining Christmas. Uh and it turns out that fairies and elves hate each other. Ah uh, yes. Because of racism. We get and some if I'm reading fantastical the context, racism. Yeah, if I'm reading the context clues correctly, uh fairies took the elves' land and forced them into exile, making them walk, walk the trail of tears down the rainbow to earth. Uh and that's why they hate each other. Yeah, so most of this movie's bad, but this this subtext in this scene is actually brilliant because it does convey all those things Morgan just said very succinctly yeah. without actually saying it. It's very show yeah. don't tell, but through sheer emotions of these I think child actors and yeah. and and these CG fairies. Uh so the the elves take uh the fairly odd crew and Crocker as a plus one to Santa's village. Crocker hitches a ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he wants to just tell off Santa, cause he knows the fairies exist. So what else is he doing with this yeah, time? Man, man wants <laughs> like, to like what else square is he gonna off. Fucking do. He wants to square up with Santa. <laughs> upon um, upon landing in the North Pole, the fairies are immediately treated like they're Jews in Rome, or Jews in Germany, or Jews in or America. Jews in anywhere, basically. <laughs> yeah, badly. The word I'm looking for is badly. They're treated badly. <laughs> yeah. So now the um, they get those looks. People are checking their wallets and everything as they walk by. <laughs> They're side eyeing them every ten steps. Yeah. I think I saw someone like one of the elves spit, which is weird because when elves spit, it's like it's actually just like eggnog, but they spit at the fairies. That's disgusting to think about. Somebody spitting the viscosity of eggnog. <laughs> Ew. It's just casually made that's in their just, mouth. That's just not spitting. <laughs> they hawk a loogie. Yeah, that's all that is. That's what it would look like exactly. <laughs> uh, on another note of being accurate to the source material, all those Butch Hartman sound effects that accompany every movement, pause, eye roll, breath, every character takes is omnipresent in this film. You know what that reminds me? Where When are we going to get the Danny Phantom live action film? Oh, God, willingly never. I don't know. Who do you cast? I think we could get like a feature like Marvel and cinematic universe tie-in. <laughs> who do you cast as Danny Phantom? Uh, Tom Holland. You know who I cast? Who? Drake Bell. <laughs> remember when Drake Bell was the dragonfly in uh, the superhero movie? Do you remember that? That was a weird role. That was a weird movie. That was, and then he voiced actual Spider-Man. Yeah, and that was actually really good. Yeah, he's not bad. Drake Bell. Not a bad TV actor. Drake Bell, he's all right. He, he, uh, he's only I been acting like for his entire life, Bell. and you know what? He's all right. You know, he's doing okay. Good job. Good on you, Josh Mr. Pex. Bell. Josh Peck's in like a lot of he's in sitcoms, movies, yeah, some movies, yeah, and he's yeah. fine. I think he had Vine for a while, and that I every thing he put out on Vine made me want to kill myself. But you know what? Good on him, I guess. <laughs> I wonder if he'll say spherical. Oh, he did it! I wonder if he'll reference the show. Oh, there it is. He said the thing. Say the line. I would absolutely be doing exactly that, though, if I was a child actor in Drake and Josh. Well, your choices are either that or cocaine, so... Or fade into obscurity like uh, Macaulay Culkin. No, he's coming back. It's fine. Everyone Dude, loves Culkin. Have you heard the sad Macaulay Culkin stories? There are I mean, so many yeah, sad... But he's coming back. He's coming back around. Don't call it a comeback. Um, so, so, so they get to the Santa's village, um, and and Santa meets Timmy, which they've done before in the show. He's met Santa like three or four times or something. Oh, you know what? That's true. That's true. Remember the one where he like 
wishes every day is Christmas. And then every, which was a good episode. That was actually a good episode. <laughs> wow. If only we were doing that. <laughs> yeah, I told. <laughs> and, uh, and so all the other holidays come to kill Timmy yeah. for revenge. <laughs> because their holidays never, that's actually, now that you mentioned that, that's a recurring theme with holiday figures. They're all selfish assholes. And that yeah. continues in this movie. Yeah. So, uh, so meanwhile, so they they just meet and they're talking about they're shooting the shit. Uh, meanwhile, Crocker sneaks into the elf village, and he's like, mm, "I need a disguise." So he puts on an elf hat, and uh, he just blends in perfectly like a spy in TF two. He goes like he's incognito, <laughs> like he's Buddy the Elf. Yeah, it's pretty good, uh, and it works. But uh, then the elf is like. Hey, your eel, your ears are looking a little round there. Let me fix it. And then he gets like an egg beater torture device. It's like a pencil sharpener. And I'm like, all right, all right, that's a, that qualifies as a bit. All right, we got one. Yeah. So the 20 minutes into the film, you got one throughout the movie. And this is I'll call this the Squidward problem, where Crocker is treated worse than he really deserves, but he's only treated as such because in the past he's been treated as such. Right. Yeah, like at this point, he's not an evil character. He's more of just a nuisance. He's just like kind of a shithead, but he's not bad. He's kind of like a Mr. Magoo type character now. He do, he's not nothing he's doing is specifically like yeah, he's, vindictive or he's or fumbling his malicious. way into things, but he's not like terrible. Like he's not coming to kill Santa. He's <laughs> just being like, yo, what's up, man? Hey, why, man? Why all the naughty? Can I be on the nice list, please? That's all I wanted to do. But yeah. within in the 15 minutes we're in thus far, he's been hit with an ornament, frozen half to death, been yelled at by children, been yelled at by an elf child. He's forced to shovel reindeer shit, gets his ears sharpened. It gets worse later in the movie, too. It's just yeah. a conga line of pain and suffering for this poor, poor man. So back at uh, Santa's workshop, uh, Santa is telling uh, Timmy how, he, how he's, you know, t- like taking his job away by wishing all the... Wishing all the the wishes of, of the niceless people. Uh, so and and he, I shit you not, lifts the p- great power line from uh-huh. Spider Man. You got that right? Oh yeah, no. But he <laughs> says he puts himself in the middle, but he does say, "With great power comes great responsibility." I don't know if the writers at this point. I'm not, like, I don't know if they were a- like referencing Spider Man. If they pulled the line of their ass thinking it was original, or if the writers existed at all. It's I like I like the idea that he's just like, you know, Timmy, with great power in this middle part is for trademark uh-huh. is for copyright <laughs> is, is watching is, their is, watching their backs. Make sure Disney doesn't yeah, get him. this this middle uh, this middle part, uh, uh, you know, uh, prevents us from being sued for uh, copyright infringement comes great responsibility. To and me. you know what? You could tell they were scared because they refused to say it in that way a second time because they the line yeah. comes back later, but it's replaced with great magic comes great responsibility. They, which is still they skirting the line. They could have done that to begin with and I wouldn't have been like, all right. <laughs> no. No, okay. there's, you don't understand. They had to get it in once so that you knew. Uh, so uh, Santa's like toilets are clogged or whatever. So he goes to, to unplunge them uh, and fucking... Uh, Timmy's like, oh, dude, we'll show him how tits magic is by by just like wi- magicing the toilet his- better. Yeah, so they do that. Um, but the the racism between the the blood feud between fairies and elves is so thick that it, it disrupts their magic, causing the the wish to go haywire and ricochet off the walls and gives Santa brain damage. I can't believe how almost exactly you just read my note. <laughs> Holy shit. This, yeah, uh, this kills the Santa we all know and love, turning him into a shell of his former self. He gets like amnesia. Yeah, but more more like it, it's like a fun no term for what he's doing. It it's it's not multiple personality disorder. He's just stupid. Yeah, and he, he starts. Keeps, he, he keeps thinking he's someone else. It's right like off the bat, it's, Easter Bunny. It's like he's running a one-man improv show, and he's like, "All right, give me roles to play." And the audience is throwing garbage at him. And he's like, "I guess I'll work with this." Yeah, and it's really annoying. If you thought Cosmo was annoying, 
Yeah, this yeah. This is more annoying. <laughs> there's there's a common theme in this movie of uh bits going on for way longer than they have any right to. And the sand yeah. bit goes on. This sand bit probably takes up at least seven minutes in the movie, which doesn't sound like a lot, but sitting through it is misery. It feels like a lot. And we were watching it at one and a half times speed. Yeah, so imagine sitting imagine like oh god, like getting this for Christmas, getting this movie for Christmas or whatever. And then, you know, you got to watch it because Aunt Jeannie just got it for you and you can't not watch it. And she's so happy. She's like, oh, I know. I know little Jimmy really likes that fairly odd, fairly odd person show. Those fairy godparents. <laughs> it's not the name of the show. <laughs> Mom, tell her. Mom. Oh, man. Uh, so so Santa getting brain damage uh, alerts the Santa getting brain damage uh, alarm on Jorgen von Strangle's <laughs> watch. Jorgen, you may recall as the um, basically the watcher of uh, from, you know, the Marvel's the watcher. That's a uh, correct character. way of saying it. But boy, have I never made that connection, nor do I think anyone else in the world has. No, I kind of just did it. So congrats on that, Morgan. You're He's just like a he's just like an enforcer of the rules. <laughs> You're a trendsetter there. Yeah, remember the That's rules, the, the things that were breaking every 5 seconds in this movie? They're back. Yeah, the rules with a Z and a DA, not the rules, not to Idiot. be confused with. <laughs> of course it's uh, not. Uh, so he swings in and, and tells Drake, because you gave Santa brain damage, you've activated the giving Santa brain damage clause in the <laughs> rules. Uh, so so because so so Timmy's punishment for taking Santa's job is taking Santa's job. <laughs> yeah, it's a real Santa clause in the rules. Which is yeah. a joke I know they wanted to make, but couldn't because there's a three movie franchise that exists because some suit in a boardroom, Coke still fresh on his nose, wrote it down and everyone went nuts. Not the least of whom, then, Tim Allen. Oh, that was those bits. Those bits. Those are good movies. So yeah, Timmy is literally They're... rewarded for almost murdering Santa Claus by becoming Santa Claus. So, so, so nothing's changed. So, so the, or so I Thought, yeah, but wow, the movie really pulled a fast one on you. No, they so they put the Santa hat on. Happening. So they put the Santa hat on because, like, that's how you become the Santa that powers mm-hmm. our uh, lair. It's actually like a receptacle. Uh, yeah. So Timmy, uh, so it turns out Timmy's on the naughty list, and uh, no one from the naughty list can be Santa. Which is another. Which is that? Is that a North Pole rule or is that a, a fairy rule? That's a Santa rule. Elves rule. Elf, elf is a whole different ballpark of magic. I think we've established. Yeah, you're right. And because there's no Santa to power their magic, not only do they not have uh, fairy godparent magic, they don't have elf magic now. So they're magicless. Yeah, the elves try and pull some weird sci-fi bullshit of saying like the electromagnetic waves caused by Santa not being here is interfering with your magic. And I'm just like, why'd you explain that? Just say some dumb. That's that's trying to explain it as though it's real is the dumbest possible thing you can do in this movie. I don't know. I don't know, because they do some pretty dumb stuff in this movie. You're right. Uh, so the only way to, to get out the nihilist is to go to the fiery pits of hell to seek assistance from the elder elf. Yeah. They literally but, have to go on a Lord of the Rings quest. But they mentioned this is the only way to get off the naughty list, which means Santa canonically doesn't believe in redemption. Right? No. Which is odd, considering how earlier in the movie he chastised everyone on the na- on the naughty list for not learning a lesson. Like, bitch, there's no lesson to be learned when the system is rigged like this. You could be, like, you could be, you could, I guess, maybe there's just some, like, processing time when you're nice and it's already, like, Christmas Eve, so uh, whatever. <laughs> like he has to get it expedited. Yeah. Um. So then they're like, uh, oh, shit, so we'll do that, whatever. Um... And at this point, I realized, man, Tootie's had, like, no lines. She's been in the entire film. She's, like, stood next to everything that's happening, but she <laughs> says nothing. She's like, been the entire adjacent. Movie. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't know. Listen, hey, hey, I, Morgan, don't worry about it. Because Tootie's going to get some very important lines very soon. All right? Okay. So, at this point, our gang uh, heads off. It's Timmy. Tootie, the fairies, and two elves attack his guides, and they are immediately proven worthless. 
and Crocker. And Cro- Crocker. Crocker is there. You're right. I, I did. I actually forgot about Crocker for a second. Um, um, we spend a so, while so, on the fairy elf race war. Yeah, for and some th- reason. there's a bit. There's a bit here that actually gets a chuckle from me, okay. like an audible chuckle, and it made me mad. <laughs> Laughter. Cause, Anger. Because they're, like, lost in the woods, and fairies are like, typical elves, no sense of direction, Wanda says. And then elves are like, oh, yeah, well, typical fairies, no taste in husbands. And Cosmo's like, I have great taste in husbands. Cosmo, like, progressive right. LGBT icon that we yeah, need in this world in 2019. That's pretty good. Um, it's great. Yeah, this argument goes on for a while, and at some point, the DM just decides to move the party on by giving them something shiny to chase after. Yeah, so their first challenge is uh-huh. to zipline over Candy Cane Canyon. Yes, there are challenges on this trip, like Homer's Odyssey. The heroes are faced so, with several trials and tribulations to prove their might and worth. So, yeah, so then they zip over Candy Cane Canyon, and then that's it. Like, it's, like, literally, there's no problems during it before or after they introduce it then they they say we have to zip line over it's like oh no and then they zip line over it and then that's over <laughs> they just do and then they fall it's down some super snow for a while and the party split yeah so if you're a fan of a show uh, you'd know that this is the part where timmy says what can possibly go wrong uh-huh. and then, then a giant fucking icicle fa- falls right on top of 2d killing her instantly and nothing of value to the plot was lost. But there is no then, magic uh, that can bring her back. Yeah. Except for the um, magic of plot but, armor. Yeah, so then the the snow falls underneath them, and then they both fall down a cliff, but separately. And so remember, remember earlier Judy when didn't I said die. that Tootie gets some lines now? Well, here yeah. are the lines, because Tootie find God, I wish I was making this next part up. Tootie finds a penguin in the North Pole. And she goes, oh, I'll ask him where he saw Timmy and Crocker go because Timmy and Crocker got split from the rest. And so Tootie walks up to the penguin and starts start, starts speaking penguin at the, the penguin. And she gets directions. And it works. There's no, okay. It's not explained. Cosmo offhandedly no. says, oh yeah, Tootie knows penguin. Maybe it was in the first penguin. movie. It wasn't. Maybe you, was, you don't know. No, I you watched the first know. movie. It wasn't. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so Crocker and Timmy are separated from the rest of the group, uh, which, you know, gives way to a lot of, uh, you know, uh, character development, their relationship develops, which is, you know, I get it. That's, if I wanted to split them off, that's who I would pair together because I want to see them resolve issues. It's the better of the pairings that you could possibly have done. Yeah. Uh, For sure. So... So, you know, they have uh, some moments. They're attacked by $3 CGI gingerbread men. Oh, um, boy, they're so good looking. Oh, boy. It, it, you know, th- we were watching it in 240p. <laughs> Do you think if we watched it in its its native resolution of 480, it would have been better? No. Oh, okay. That was what <laughs> I if thought. you hadn't asked me that, I wouldn't have had to have answered. <laughs> You forced uh, my hand. We could have just said, you, you know what, maybe. No, no. there's no maybes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the gingerbread men chased them back over to Tootie and the rest of the group. Well, uh, and why did they chase them? Because well, yeah. Crocker, in, in a, a fit of hunger, decapitates one of them and starts eating him alive. Yeah, he vores him. He fucking vores the gingerbread man. Gingerbread man's screaming while his eyes getting eaten. Crocker's like, this is fine. Yeah, and they were nice up to this point, but then they, their eyes go bloodshot, and they uh-huh. must avenge their gingerbread friend named Gingerbread Jed. Who isn't dead, just headless. No, no Jed's not dead, he's just gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So now uh, they're being hunted by gingerbread men, while Tootie and the rest are following directions from a penguin. Uh, so then they get reunited, and Timmy like runs into them and, and and he's like Tootie I have to tell you something uh, the, like as soon as they see each other and and Tootie's like what is it Timmy and I'm like and, and it's weird because it's set up to be this like I love you moment I'm but so I thought glad. they were together for months I am so glad I thought I wasn't sure if I was misreading the scene or something but I was certain like this was it, it felt like I thought it was just me it felt like they were teasing either an I love you or like a marriage proposal which is weird in the context of what's happening right now. And it does not come back later. 
No, and it's and it, what what's weird is like I like that I dig the concept that he hasn't said I love you or there's no established relationship that she's still so hard up for Timmy that she's thrown her entire life away to live in this guy's van and, and that's just what the first movie is. Well, Judy comes does. back and she's successful and Timmy's a fucking schlub. Yeah, and then he is hard up for her and like that makes sense. Yeah, because he's, he's basically he's, a mouth breather. He's going to an elementary school. Still, possibly the, the least attractive thing a, a man can do. Possibly, but not quite. Hmm. So you might be wondering at this point, uh, hey, we're like 40 minutes into this movie and there's any real conflict. There's not like an antagonist or anything. Well, the writers sure thought of that and decided to throw in an arbitrary time limit on the trip. Then there's a oh, yeah. giant fart cloud that threatens to 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 cause everyone to kill themselves. It's Christmas yeah, no, gloom. it just makes everybody gloomy, and and uh, the, uh. the the reasoning is there's no Santa to power the ch- Christmas cheer thing, which is apparently the only thing that gives the world joy. Yeah, so so your own free will is not your own. Uh, all the happiness you feel is determined by by a machine, and the default state for humanity is gloom. Uh, this is the canon of this metaphor- movie. Santa Claus is just a metaphor for Butch Hartman in this film. <laughs> How Butch Hartman brings you the joy in your life. Without him, you would have nothing. Uh, and then we get the only shot of Vicky in the entire film, just the one-off gag where the gloom makes her happy, and then she's just not in the film anymore. And I didn't, and I didn't know it was Vicky. I didn't know it was they, Vicky either until Butch Hartman himself points it out. Wait, is he is he the one who says it? Yeah. He's, He's in Carolyn. the film? Yeah. He John Favreau's it? Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Uh, but, uh, I mean, to be fair, she is wearing green and has red hair, so that's all of her I, character traits. I thought that too, and but it still didn't, like, after the fact, I realized, oh, yeah, she's no, just wearing, yeah, yeah, her clothes, okay, I get it. But her voice yeah. isn't there, her, no, I, I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, You're right, Vicky doesn't have a character, she's just a twat. Yeah. And so, seeing like a middle-aged woman yelling at carolers, I'm just like, this is just a middle-aged woman yelling at Karen. Her name's probably Carol. I get it. <laughs> That's a classic Butch Hartman wit. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got me, he's got me there. Boy, that funny guy. That funny uh, fella. So then uh we cut back to the, the Christmas adventures of Timmy and company. Uh so they're so they're about to die of hypothermia. Um because it's nighttime and they're all freezing and they're trying to start a fire. And Timmy's like, I can't start this fire. And Crocker's like, well, I just so happen to have all this coal. And then he gives them the coal to start the fire. And and then Tootie's like, Timmy, you're my hero. Yeah. Wow, Timmy, you <laughs> Timmy. did it all on your own. It's, you didn't the fairies, need magic to- The fairies are even like, wow, Timmy, you, did, you didn't even need magic. The elves are like, like oh man, I fa- wish we could learn how to do that. God, Timmy, let us suck your dick. And Crocker's like, I have more coal the- if anyone needs it. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Timmy is- it, it, It's like, the, the whole thing is like, wow, Timmy can do things for himself. No, he can't. He doesn't do anything for himself. And yet he has seen, he's, he's- how oh, I don't remember what the male version of a Mary Sue is, but that's what Timmy is. Uh, a John Smith? Or no, I think it's Mary Stu or something like that. Mary I don't know. Wait, Mary. Wait. <laughs> it. I don't. I don't it, think I that don't, makes I don't sense because exactly. Mary's still a female. Uh, uh, more, more important than that, he's basically a Christ figure in this movie, which yeah. is, which comes back in a, a minute actually. Um. So. Let's see. Okay, so then we're on the next uh, Christmas trial, which, you know, is also the last one because the rule of threes. Did they face uh, three trials? No, they faced two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's, it's just a rickety bridge over another fucking canyon. Yeah. It, th- this, this scene plays out with, like every rickety with, scene, bridge scene you've ever seen in any movie. Yeah, there's really nothing to talk about here, except that it's over uh, Nog River. Yeah, literally all that's missing is Crocker halfway across the bridge going, Timmy, I'm looking down! <laughs> oh, jeez. There's also a point at the end where uh, everyone makes it across except for Crocker, and when Timmy goes to save him, because uh, the, the gin- <laughs> I hate how much I have to explain, the gingerbread men caught up and they're cutting the bridge, 
they're cutting the ropes and Timmy drags Crocker across, but in doing so, he gets he gets yoded down a fucking ravine, assumedly to his gruesome, brutal death. Uh, I said uh, in my notes, I have Crocker fucking yeets Timmy into the Nog <laughs> River. Yep. And uh, Timmy dies. Roll credits. Okay, Timmy doesn't die. Timmy lives. He actually oh, is just shit. fine. Like, I was everyone... ready to tell them where they can find us. <laughs> if God, I should have. Oh, jeez. So everyone, like, mourns Timmy for a minute, and they turn around. Timmy, like, appears back behind them. Uh, and it's been... They just this, they, this they is... just talk about, like, how great of a guy he is and, like, how he sacrificed himself yeah. for everyone else. And that little bit lasts maybe all of 25 seconds. But when he comes back, everyone acts like he rose from the grave, like Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's there's like Timmy. We thought we lost you. Oh God, Timmy! I would. I thought I'd never love again. You were my best friend, and it's just that for a minute. Again, bits that last too long. Yeah. Uh. So then they meet the. So then they get to the Elmer, the Elder Elf, which, if you recall, is the whole reason they're doing this. Um. To get Timmy off the naughty list, so he can become. So what the. F- Fuck is this stupid fucking plot? Oh my god! Listen, they there's why a part- is every Christmas movie about the person having to become? Why do they always have to save Christmas? Why can't they just have a Christmas? No, because having why Christmas, can't they, we just kids, do. Why, no, kids, kids you know can't how relate. Much interpersonal drama there is every Christmas between families that would make a completely adequate film. Do you want to remind children of their Uncle Bob yelling at their mom for 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 voting for Bernie? Is that what you want to remind the kids of? Nah. Or do you want them to save Christmas and to remind them that there's hope and joy and whatever warm fuzzy bullshits in the world? The Christmas gloom has not come yet. Nah. Um. So, anyways, the Elmer just like, no, I won't. <laughs> Switch the list. Well, there's there's this weird part where once they actually get to his house, um, they the elves, because Elmer says Timmy Turner, come in, and the elf and Timmy's like, oh my god, this oh that's scary. He knows my name. The elves are like, of course he knows your name. He sees all. He knows all. And they play this up like it's scary and whatever, but this is the exact same thing Santa did earlier in the movie. And also, we've met this elf before. Yeah. There's this dramatic reveal of him, but we've seen him. He is one of the first characters we've seen in the whole movie, and he's not threatening. Yeah, this idea of, like, how he's scary and threatening because he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. Motherfucker, that's what Sant- that's Santa's gambit. Why is it weird now with this, this guy? I know I've been calling racism a lot in this Christmas movie, but, like, it's right there. It's I don't know. right there. So... So, uh, so he's like, nah, I won't take out the Nihilist because you're selfish because, uh, all the wishes have just been to make him feel better. Yeah. Which is, you know, no, like, I don't know, like, that's the thing, like, no deed is truly, like, unselfish, which is, you know, everyone's heard that concept, but... Yes, I'm sure we want to dive into deep philosophy. Like, every episode of Fairly Odd Parents, the wishes just go crazy, so, Timmy, 23, still has not learned that. So it turns out wishing Godzilla into existence was actually a bad thing. Hmm. Who would have thought it? Real big so thought. So it turns out all the wishes he's been doing have uh, been fucking up the world. So he's just like, no, nah, you're still naughty. And he's like, oh. But then Crocker's like, hey, I don't think you're all that bad. To which and Elmer goes, like, hmm. wow. You know what, Timmy? If Crocker, the it, piece of shit, thinks you're all right, then you must be all right. Which is not, and then they, that's not how you should go about life. Don't seek approval from bad people, because if, if bad people think you're okay, you're probably bad. It's so then it. they, so then they go, so then they take uh, Elmer's uh, snowmobile, his famous snowmobile that you all know from all the legends in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Elmer's the, the Elder Elf's snowmobile. Born in the songs, yes. Remember the song? Elmer the Elder Elf's snowmobile. his snowmobile, he rides it. It's always the perfect length for those the amount of passengers it carries. Elmer the Elder Elf. Yeah, that song. We all, all right. know it. Yeah. Um, so 
<laughs> so they so yeah, they get back and they save Christmas and really there's nothing else to say for the movie except that it goes on for another 15 it minutes. It ends for 20 minutes and there's no reason for it. I there's there's I have like my notes are kind of scattered at this point. I have one it was from Crocker's pep talk where he has an actually all right line of Timmy Turner is the human version of gout. And that's pretty funny. I think I'm going to actually <laughs> call actually, people that right now. That's pretty good. Uh, there's this. There's actually uh, there's one thing. Oh, they start playing. Uh, uh, I wish every day could be Christmas. The like the MIDI version of it under when they under the montage where they start like doing yeah, all the I presents it was just like little and, uh, musical and, cues i'm that it, it like registered my brain way more than it should have and i'm just like wait 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 no they're trying to trick me into like, enjoying this no i know and i like actually like that I'm like oh no. cool but then they stop it 10 seconds in to replace it with uh santa's coming to town a so not like, great cover of it by the way no which is probably sung by what Tootie, what's her face, it's the not. actor. I, I looked it up. It's, it's not, not sung by Tootie. I don't remember who it's sung by, but it's not Tootie. It's no one of okay. no. I looked up who sang this, and it's someone who starred in but, Fred the, the the series. So oh, just for well, like it's, that it, reference, it's um. Well, it's it's the cover of that cover of Santa's Coming to Town, the the jazzy one. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, very derivative. Uh, and then the one thing that I think is interesting that they they do the scene where like they're giving all the presents and they see all the people getting their presents. Um, first, I don't know if you noticed this, but for some reason, the sets of all the houses where all the presents were given were really well color designed. I didn't really notice this. I'll be honest. My the, eyes are the, rolling in the back of my head by this point. So no. it was weird because like uh, they like they had a color. They had a, a color scheme for each room. <laughs> and and like they they're like oh this room's green it's got some yellows and then there's there was the a white room with all this red uh, on it and everything was red and it, and then there was a blue room I'm like what the f- why why did they put so much effort into this because every other s- set in this entire film has looked awful see pe- some people on this set tried eh. they tried their heart out it didn't help but you know eh. I see you I mean I don't but someone does eh. so. Uh, we, we cut the back movie. to the Speak. North Pole and everyone's doing like Christmas stuff. Uh, Crocker gets a new tie from the elves and he starts Fortnite dancing and cheer. Yeah, he starts flossing. It's it's so. OK, that is a joke. He doesn't. But I thought for a second he actually did. And that's what upset me. <laughs> it's scarily close. It's and this was in might, this came out well in 2014. So I'm thinking I'm thinking they and stole this. Jor- so Jorgen von Strangle dabs yeah. and and. Dabs uh, the magic back into the world. Timmy default dances. It's, yeah. It's revealed that the whole reason that elves and fairies hate each other is because the fairies borrowed a power drill and didn't return it, except they did. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know what I expected. And for some reason that reveal to call it a reveal is putting a lot of weight on it. But I just sighed for like five full seconds. Cause I was like, I Fucking kid. This is the most kids show thing we've done in a long time. And you can feel it. Why was Poof in this movie? Poof didn't do a single thing this entire movie. You know movie. why Poof was in the movie? So that we get one of the first lines of, oh man, Poof said a word at some point and now he can't talk. And that so at the end of the movie, the actual most upsetting part of the film, because it reminded me that Poof existed, was him appearing in the center of the screen going, God bless us, everyone, as the movie ends. Wait. Did he say that? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I paused it as soon as like nope. they they dipped to black. So Before. I was like, all right, done. Poof oh my God, up. that's God upsetting. bless us, everyone. And I shoot myself. Oh, man. Morgan, uh, what did we learn? We learned that maybe you should have stayed in the asylum. That's correct. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> they won't take me back. It was this hour of your life was not worth the lifetime you would have spent in an insane asylum for uh, digging up things about a cartoon that you shouldn't have. Yep. Hey, true believers, <laughs> check out ish- issue number 60 of the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. Oh, it's better than this one. I tell you that. Uh, God. Oh, my brain's fucking and it's melting. shorter. It is shorter. Somehow hey, Jesse. Shorter. Yeah. Where can they find us? 
They can I'm gonna eat my vegetables that have been here that I cooked from a frozen bag. <laughs> and now they're while cold you again. Do that. Oh yeah. They can find us on smcp.show. Uh, that's our website. Or sadbucksforsadcucks.com. All words, no numbers or anything. Uh, if you want to like follow us, or facebook.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast or at Twitter at smcb.show. Wait, smcb underscore show. I'll never not mess that up somehow. If you want to follow us individually, you can at samarg121 or at jperyouknow. If you want to listen to other episodes, you can listen to it wherever you're listening to the one you're listening to now or wherever else podcasts are because we're on all of them at this point, I think. Some people are bugging me about it, but we're basically on all of them. Like, for fuck's sake, I got us on, like, iHeartRadio. If you can't if you can't reach us at iHeart the damn radio, you gotta meet us somewhere. You know, you gotta meet us halfway. We're putting, we're recording the episode, we're putting out the episode, we're doing most of the work. All you gotta do is put it into your ear holes. Like, come on, help work with me. Help us help it you also help helps, us. It also helps us if you like, comment, um, uh, leave an iTunes review or something. Yeah, that reviews, helps us. share it around with your friends. Uh, Talk about us in party groups at work. In the business, we call it a call to action. Yeah, do it so that I have a reason to wake up in the morning and watch the Fairly Odd Christmas. So I'm not just doing this as get, a hobby. If this gets, if get, this gets a thousand views, we'll watch the original and review it. <laughs> See, here's the thing: if we do this, if we, when we watch cartoons and it's a hobby, it sounds sad. But if we watch cartoons and it's like profitable then people are like oh you know they are they're onto something it's not sad it's brilliant and that's really the kind of the line we're uh we're we're we're, we're skating here i'm still very sad well yeah but money can make you not sad don't trust anyone who says otherwise okay i'm eating brussels sprouts merry christmas everyone bye